Will the Cleveland Browns get an answer from Jadavian Clowney and maybe some other veterans they are interested in before the 2022 NFL draft? We look at the running back room with almost $20 million committed to it. Are the Browns comfortable with that going into this season? And we talked the wide receiver room. Browns are trying to finish out the room, but a lot of expectation on the productivity of that room is going to come down to new acquisition at quarterback Deshaun Watson. All this and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, day in, day out. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast, leave those five-star ratings. And written reviews. We got Pete Smith, uh, Browns Digest on SportsIllustrated.com, in the house here as we're about 16 days away from the 2022 NFL draft. I just wanted to start here, Pete, because we fo- felt that this was a major domino for this team as far as the offseason. <clears throat> it essentially turned out to be not to be, um, as major moves have been made to this point. Um, but it was right about this time, one year ago, Pete, where the Browns finally reeled in the big fish in Jadavian Clowney. Uh, obviously something this team needs desperately, uh, just basically to get itself in order to start to proceed into the 2022 draft. Uh, about time for uh, Jadavian to uh, say, uh, you know, enough's enough and put some uh, pen to paper, so to speak. Um, I doubt it. Um, I think Jadavian Clowney and a lot of these Older veterans. I was frankly surprised that Calais Campbell signed already. Um, the key difference between why Jadavian Clowney signed last year, um, other than the fact he, he was waiting for his meniscus uh, surgery to recover so he could pass a physical, there was no mandatory anything up until training camp because of the pandemic. And this year, you're getting a full offseason, which means mandatory minicamp, mandatory other stuff you know, potential off-season crap that some of these guys just don't want to do. And some of that is uh, you, you, you can call it selfish if you want, but some of these guys are just really good at understanding uh, what their body needs. I mean, this is what JC Treader has been doing the last, you know, basically, you know, basically three seasons where he was so, um, you know, able to sort of avoid doing so much wear and tear because he, he, he was dealing with so much with his knees uh, that you could, you know, basically allow him to take care of itself. So um, when it comes to a guy like Jadevian Clowney, I would not be surprised in the least until it, 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 if uh, the Browns don't put pen to paper with him until the Browns essentially go on summer vacation in June. Um, if you go back before um, last year, that is typically when he signed, when he's been a free agent. So, um, yeah, him, I, I'm, I'm curious if Akeem Hicks is sort of in the same boat. Um, but 
you know, if for whatever reason, and I think they're ultimately going to get that done with Clowney, but it wouldn't surprise me if like the Jerry Hughes, uh, Melvin Ingram's, um, some of those guys are in that same boat where they're basically like, look, um, I might as well wait, avoid some of that mandatory stuff that I don't want to do and just focus on getting myself ready for whatever team I'm going to sign with. And it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, sort of a handshake deal um, that it's just a matter of when we get to a certain date, that the contract is going to be signed. Um, but obviously, you know, until Penn is put to paper that then, you know, things can change. So it's, it's a little risky for everybody, but I think that's sort of where we're going. How do you manipulate this then Pete, if you're Andrew Barry and company going into the draft? I mean, look, you know, uh, you know, I think back to, um, you know, Jerry, Jerry Maguire. And, you know, my word is, you know, my word is my bond. My word is stronger than Oak. Um, but obviously in this end of, you know, in this business, this is, you know, as cutthroat as it is, how do you proceed going into a draft, you know, with the, you know, assumption and, you know, what you think you maybe have as deals, you know, but you don't, I mean, it's going to make this really difficult to navigate. And it's not like the Browns have a lot of draft allocution to play with here. Yeah, unless um, unless a deal gets done, um, like this is the stuff where Andrew Barry is, you know, really tested in terms of like sticking to his philosophy and all that stuff. Um, and it's the type of thing where if it all works out, um, he's going to get no credit for it. Um, but it's <laughs> really, really difficult because, you know, if, if we go, if we head into the season and Jadevian Clowney is is on the team and they drafted the way they wanted to and, you know, throwing a keen picks, uh, you know, a guy like Eddie Goldman say all those dominoes fall the way they want. Like you get no credit for that because it's sort of, it's so easily forgotten, but that's a really difficult sort of balance to strike. Now, the one thing that sort of helps is this draft class is terrible. Well, really terrible in, in general, but certainly terrible at certain positions. So like you could, force certain things if you really wanted but i but i think the draft class is going to sort of steer you away from making some of those hasty decisions and i guess on some level there's also the possibility that you're you're you get a little bit more help in the form of june cuts um you know obviously the browns made their big one with austin hooper and you know just designated a june 1st um, but there's going to be some more of those. Maybe there's some defensive tackle help and some other things that, that jump out. But yeah, it's um, that is going to be a challenge. I, I think, <clears throat> you know, obviously Ronnie Harrison signed and I was like, I, I thought that would happen uh, again. I wasn't sure when it would happen. Um, you know, you didn't want to lose the the game of musical chairs uh, and, and have no job after all these other veterans had signed. So it sort of made sense. Um I'm, you know, I, I'm I'm inclined to say that the Browns aren't going to do basically anything else until the draft is over, um, unless one of these guys just decides they're going to sign up. Uh, I think the veteran receivers are the most likely people to sort of decide they want to get a deal done now because the draft is really bad for veteran wide receivers. There's just always huh. a ton of supply and talent that costs nothing, which makes – Guys like Jarvis Landry and Will Fuller and um, players players like that um, potentially feel more stress to get a deal done because they're 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 expensive and 
they may not be um, as interesting. To, so if, if you're the Browns and you're sitting there going, well, we really like this receiver class, and you go um, and you're sitting there talking to Jarvis and Will Fuller and you have <coughs> offers out there, there's, there's no incentive for you to lower your money, lower your or increase your offer. And then two, there is every incentive for you to draft a receiver and then take advantage of rookie camp and then mini camp and then go, let's see where we're at at this point. If they're, you know, the guy hits the ground running um, and you feel good about it, <coughs> then you don't have to add those guys. If they struggle or get hurt or got, you know, something else happens, then you might feel a little bit more pressure to go out and get, get one of those guys. So, um, that's why I'm kind of thinking that the Browns are, are probably done signing players. I mean, other than if a guy like Hicks or Clowney wants to get a deal done, those are their priorities. But they may just be focused entirely on the draft at this point. Um, it, for me, it does give me some pause and hesitation as OTAs have already begun for the six teams with new coaching regimes. Obviously, everybody else set to hit the fields here You know, next week, weeks after. Um, so definitely – you know, for me, it's the possibility of somebody, you know, on a current roster getting hurt. And we see this all the time, which is terrible in OTAs. And one of the reasons everybody's so against it, um, you know, and then all of a sudden maybe a door opens for one of these guys or opens up for Jadavian Clowney and puts the Browns in a tough spot. So for me, you know, look, you know, we've talked about this with Jadavian. We never said it was going to be a quick process. Um, and it's one of the things that, you know, makes him a little bit tougher to deal with. Um, for the Browns, one year with a relationship with Jadavian Clowney, the return was certainly, you know, worth the investment. Um, going to be a little bit stronger investment um, this time around if they, in fact, do get it done. But, um, you know, it would certainly make, uh, for me, in my opinion, things a lot easier for Andrew Berry and company to manipulate this draft if they can get some of these holes settled now. But, you know, guys feel they've earned the opportunity to, you know, basically dictate the course of their NFL offseason. Um, so it's kind of where we're at here. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Had an interesting uh, Browns top 30 official visit, um, something we've kind of bantied about a little bit in the past. Uh, Pete and I, we're going to get to that in here just a minute. All this latest Locked On Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and, of course, the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. <coughs> BetOnline. <clears throat> where the game starts. Pete, running back Rashad White out of Arizona State came into the Browns on a top 30 official visit. Um, interesting here in a couple of facets. I mean, look, Kareem Hunt still one year, $6 million. Uh, Dearness Johnson, there's been no action on his tag at this point. So right here, uh, you know, about 16 days from the draft, it looks like Dearness is returning. Is running back something the Browns are interested in? Because seeing this, and Rashad Watt had a nice year at Arizona State, uh, kind of a, a dual threat running back similar to Kareem Hunt. Is there something maybe there that, you know, people aren't ready for? Is the possibility there that maybe the Browns would move on from one of their number two or number three running back? Um, I don't know about Rashad White. He's interesting, but um... – the Browns absolutely should be in on a running back. And the fact that they've addressed so many of their holes should make them make running back a priority. Um, 
the fact is you're going to be – Kareem Hunt is almost 100% gone after this season. I don't think Dearness Johnson is going to be on this team this season. Um, it, it, you have signed – let me think. You've signed Ethan Posick. You've signed Ronnie Harrison. You've signed um, a handful of these other guys who are going to make less than the tag that Dearness Johnson is currently slated to get. Now, so what I think will end up happening is either the Browns will trade his rights – or um, at the Browns draft a running back or sign one after the draft. And, and frankly, I think Rashad White might be a candidate to get after the draft. Um, but even so, if you get a guy uh, and you, you feel good, good about that player, then you just let the tag go off of Dearness Johnson and he signs elsewhere. Or in that scenario, he could potentially sign back, but then it would be um, – at that at, at a veteran minimum i don't think they want to spend 2.4 million dollars on dearness johnson i i don't think it's realistic given what they're dealing with um so they not only need to get a running back for life after kareem hunt but they also need to potentially get a third running back anyway so there's a couple good reasons to do that um, this running back class is interesting there's some guys that are talented but my question is, where are these guys going to go? Like, you, depending on where you look, some, you know, like Dane Brugler has like, I think four backs that are like day two or higher um, uh, for him. So he's got a whole bunch of guys that are going to be like round six, round seven. And some of those guys are interesting. Other places have way more guys on day two. Um, so what I think is ultimately going to happen is the Browns are going to get somebody who's sitting there on day three, potentially with one of those seventh round, six, seventh round picks they've got, um, and, and then operate from there. But I, I do think running back is going to be something they want to deal with potentially both this year and next year. Well, I mean, the way it's slated now with Dearness Johnson at 2.4, Kareem is six and change. Uh, the money Nick Chubb is now, keep in mind, we are moving on to um, you know, the second contract of Nick Chubb. Um, so you have to think with the philosophy here of having this great offensive line, uh, the way they all play together, the way they all play in unison, um, the thought, and obviously, look, I mean, you're talking about a first-round pick in Jedrick Wills. Obviously, Batonio and Teller just recently extended um, you know, Jack Conklin, a little bit of break on the money, but he has the opportunity to make the money back. Nick Harris, obviously, at this point in year three, not making much money as a former fifth round pick. But I don't think that this team is, you know, looking at this and saying, well, if we heavily invested this much in the offensive line, do we really need to be paying 20 plus million dollars for our running back room where we feel that, you know, maybe a lot of the running success is aided by our offensive line? Well, yeah, I mean, look, you, you you pick your spot, you pick your battles. They they they've picked their battle as being um, the offensive line, and, and they did extend Nick Chubb, so it's not as if they are going, you know, they're saying that we're just going to be like you know the old Shanahan Denver Broncos were and be like, we'll just figure out, we'll just we'll just grab somebody in round six and they'll run for a thousand yards. The Browns have a star back and a highly invested offensive line. And, you know, this year and last year they had um, both Chubb and Hunt. But at some point that's no longer sustainable unless the Browns are going to go super cheap at a bunch of positions, which they clearly aren't doing. Like wide receiver, they, they've already ex – ex, they're, they're already spending 
be at, at, at that position when maybe there is an argument they could go super cheap if um, kept all those draft picks that they traded for Deshaun Watson and went like, you know, got a Garrett Wilson and, and, and another guy. But they've got Amari Cooper, who's going to cost money. They've got David Njoku, who's going to cost money. So they have to find some ways to save money at some point. So, you know, Kareem Hunt walks after this season. Dearness Johnson most likely um, – if, if he's retained, it won't be for $2.4 million. I, I just can't see it. Um, <laughs> and so now you need to start getting guys that that um, either play roles you like um, or complement Nick Chubb in a, in a way that's going to benefit you. And, you know, I'm hoping that they <clears throat> Kareem Hunt in a way that's going to make more sense than it did last year. And obviously Kareem Hunt missed nine games, so that was an impact. But, you know, especially if you're looking at this season and you're going, the Browns don't really have a, a, a slot receiver right now. And maybe they're going to draft one. Maybe they're going to sign one. Maybe they bring back Jarvis Landry to do that. But if they don't, why the hell not use Kareem Hunt in space more with Nick Chubb on the field? Um, put your best 11 guys out there. And if you get a guy, let's say Rashad White, they really let's say they really like him. Um, and put more guys on the field because they feel good about their third back. Frankly, I think they should have last year with Durant Johnson, but again, injuries made an impact. But if they can do that, and then they use those those guys like um, more, just put their best 11 guys in the field, I think their offense is going to be better, um, and I think they become more dangerous, even if it's not sort of like orthodox in that you're having a, you know, a smallish slot receiver out there um like that where as opposed to putting a 215 pound running back who can run through people space but so like those are a lot of the options that you can play around with or if let's say they draft greg dulcich who by the way um you know this year is awful for age news greg dulcich is apparently only 22 and apparently just turned 22 yes. so he's right in the sweet spot um so let's say you get him and you want to put him in space because he's not really a inline tight end maybe he's the guy that you can put out there or, you, you know, you, you can do some other things with this, but like, this is why they've got to figure out ways to sort of find ways to save money, um, particularly on offense, um, because this is going to be more difficult to do on the defensive side of the ball right this second. Um, but that that's a way for them to sort of save money for the future, which is going to become more and more important. Well, and a lot of money, you know, as when we talk about future money, a lot of this money, you know, it's kind of spoken for, which is why you kind of start, you know, got to start trending towards it anyway, because, you know, where Deshaun, ha- Deshaun Watson is on a cap this year, as opposed to where he's going to be on a cap next year, um, it, it's it's a lot. I mean, and it's not just going to be Baker's money that's on the con, uh, Baker's money that's on the books as of right now, today. Um, so certainly some manipulation is going to have to go on here. Also the thought process of if you're bringing Deshaun Watson in here, um, you're to the point where it's not, you know, it's going to be a lot more put on the quarterback than it has been in years past, certainly during, um, you know, Baker's run here. Um, so, you know, fully committed to Nick and, and that's great, but, you know, using a player like Felton in a third down role, using him as a slot receiver, um, yeah. and Dearness Johnson, the tough thing for him is having this tag of 2.4 million. One more time. Let me ask you something. Is Demetric Felton going to be on the team this year? It's going to be tough. It's going to be yeah, tough. One right. of the biggest appeals. One of the biggest appeals was returnability. Obviously, that was already stripped away from him. Um, the the few gadget plays you saw. Um, would you rather throw those bubble screams to Jakeem 
Jakeem Grant, who is we know is significantly, significantly faster? Yeah, this is where it's. I I, I don't feel good about what what's gonna his future. I, I feel like he's he, obviously look. They're gonna let him compete. They're gonna let him see what he can do. But in, it's it feels like to me, it, unless Jakeem Grant gets hurt, um, that you know you're gonna see Demetri Felton potentially get swapped where, um, but or just not make the team. And um, which is funny to me. Well, on, I mean, on, 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 like I feel bad. Also, the stays. Yeah. If I, yeah. it's funny to me because Mike Prefer just was was so dramatically pounding the table for this guy apparently, and after one year you're basically like, eh, we're done. Like at some point, I'm curious what is Mike Prefer's appeal uh, because it's not going well. Um, so I'm mean, just curious. So like that's where I look at a guy, and maybe maybe Felton is good enough where he can potentially insert himself into the conversation as a slot receiver, but. It's tough, and Jakeem Grant does everything Felton does, except seemingly a little bit better. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's at, right, like right this right from here. I just see it's challenging, to say the least, for Demetri Felton. Well, apparently, with the Browns still on eyes, maybe on another veteran receiver, whether it's Will Fuller, whether it's a Jarvis Landry, the opportunity to draft one. Uh, they're obviously meeting with running backs, and you look at Demetri Felton right now and say, well, um, he's a dual running back four, wide receiver five, maybe your third punt returner. Does end up in a difficult spot for Demetri Felton. This is when it starts like, well, then maybe you're somebody who can go find playing time, you know, not on one of the elite teams, at least what the Browns think this team can be. Maybe it's time you're going to places like Jacksonville or you're going to places like Detroit. Um, so, yeah, you know, for Demetri Felton, it's it's a tough spot. But the running back room on a whole – um if not in the you know very near future, within the next calendar year, it's going to be a much, much vastly different looking room. Going to get to a little bit more here with Pete Smith, Browns Digest, Sports Illustrated. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in and day out. The good folks at Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Your Odyssey and LX and EX, um, you know, is it a turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and right in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Check it out. Put your car in. See what's available. Um, you know Whether it's blinker bulbs, something, interior bulb, whatever you need, they have it. RockAuto.com. Explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know the folks here at Locked On sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Continuing here on your latest Locked On Browns, as I said, Browns Digest, Pete Smith is in the room. Pete talking, um, of course, at the wide receiver position here and you know, c- continuing along with this one here. Um, the thought process is, is bringing in one more veteran. Um, is this, you know, and maybe drafting one, is this a thought process of maybe what we saw, saw t- statistically in 2021 from Donovan Peoples-Jones? 
is that the ceiling or, you know, because if you're talking about bringing in yet uh, another veteran and maybe bringing in another rookie, maybe it is. And or is it more just basically covering your ass here, uh, you know, in case that this is the best of Donovan Peoples-Jones and maybe he doesn't reach one more ring on the ladder? Um, I don't look at it as a commentary on Donovan Peoples-Jones. I look at it more as you have had multiple seasons in a row where wide receiver has let you down for reasons that either poor play or more, more, more importantly, injuries. Um, you've, you obviously had Odell Beckham, Terry. Uh, you had Jarvis Landry has been broken any number of different ways over the last few years. And you ran into a situation last year where Don, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones was your number one receiver. I mean, it was awful. And it's, uh, you know, it wasn't like, it was not fair to him. He should have been wide receiver three, and and then you had to go to New England and play J.C. Jackson, and J.C. Jackson just took him out of the game. Um, so I think that's more about covering your bases. I, I don't know how realistic it is that they can get a veteran wide receiver at this point, um, given the money that they have. They can do some things to create some additional space, like extending, getting David Njoku's extension done could potentially create some cap space this year. Um but the bottom line is, like, if the Browns sign another vet wide receiver, the money that receiver is going to get is going to be laughably low um, compared to where some of these guys would like to be. Uh, and I mean, like, less than $5 million for the season. Um, they just don't have the money to do anything more than that. And a lot of these rumors that came out feel old, um, like super old. Like the thing with uh, Brandon Cook's, just felt ancient it felt like it was pre amari cooper but um i i think it's just about filling out your thing look you 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 wide receiver was a problem the last two years um and now you've got the quarterback that you you, you believe is going to lead you to a championship you're not going to um shortchange them again uh i don't know if they can make a veteran work but if they can't then they draft a guy they have, and you know, you can make the argument that Anthony Schwartz is Will Fuller. Now he's got a long way to go to sort of figure out actually, you know, producing like some somebody is capable. But in terms of like how their careers have gone, in terms of like injuries and drops and some of these other things, like they're mirror images of each other. Uh, so maybe Anthony Schwartz can be what. Fuller was so you know frankly if you're asking me which is the better play it's Landry makes more sense to to what the Browns have right now and I still don't love that fit but they need somebody who can be a slot option that makes more sense um, but again I don't know that you're going to be able to get him for cheap enough but that's really what the Browns need is is a, a, a slot receiver guy um, and there are any number of ways you could do that I mean it's not impossible that you could put Donovan Peoples-Jones or Amari Cooper in the slot if you do some other things elsewhere. But um, I think it's more likely that they're going to end up drafting a guy and then not re-signing a veteran. Um, but, you know, things could change. Again, we get to June and guys start getting released. That may change the dynamic. But if they do sign a, a veteran, I think people are going to be stunned by how little that veteran gets paid they just don't have the cash so like when people are still talking about odell beckham I, I, like i look at the math and it's just like 
there's no chance unless you're just going to be content with the defensive tackle position being as awful as it is and being like, no, we're <laughs> fine. Um, I, I don't see how you're going to make another one of these guys work, at least this year. Um, well, look, I mean, for Jarvis, uh, look, you know, the longer it goes, the less the money is most likely going to be. Um, and this is something we tried to talk about, you know, early in the process. And, you know, I tried to say the example of it, somebody you really appreciated. But how do you say, hey, you know, we like you, but, you know, maybe at half of what you made the previous season. Um, well, the five million Pete's certainly that, talking even. One can make the case that you <laughs> prepaid him for about three more years of football. Very true. Look, I, you know, I don't believe for a second that Jarvis Landry went out in there and asked for $20 million. Like, I just don't. He's not. That, no. He's not. He's not delusional. Uh, well, maybe he is, but not to that point. Um, but I, I, you know, it's also hard to imagine that he's going to come back and be like, yeah, I'll play for $3 million. Now, if he does, you know, there's nothing I can do at that point to keep him out of being a legend in this town. Um, you know, he, 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 again, he's been prepaid for a whole lot of football. What could make the case, but if he does come back and comes back for like $3 million or something like that, uh, you know, at that point, you know, he will be put into, the you know bronze fans may break into Canton to put him in, um, so we'll see. But I, I, it, right now, it just doesn't look very realistic, and I think the Browns are going to wait um, until the draft is over to make a move. Unless you know, unless one of these guys decides, you know, they get real nervous and they go, "I just want on a team. I want to get it done. The money's not that important to me." Um, I, like the thing that the the scenario that makes more sense to me right now, at least for Landry, is that he signs somewhere else for a year and then he comes uh, back to the Browns in 2023. I think the, they could probably make that work uh, money-wise more. But the other part of this you sort of have to consider is like, what's the point if Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended? Um, and that, you know, the, the, that could still happen this year. That could also happen in 2023. So, once the, I think that may be part of this process of feeling this out is trying to get a, a sense of when, um, if you know, he may not get, I guess, theoretically may not get suspended at all, but if, if he's going to get suspended, when and if he is going to get suspended, do you really want to even bother with this, or do you want to, you know, essentially roll that money over into next year when you can then bring that player in or another player that uh, that can help you? And here's the, the last thing I want to get to and this, you know, obviously in regards to the wide receiver room, but certainly in regards to the new quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Pete, when you make a commitment like this financially, obviously with the $238 million guaranteed, uh, the draft pick compensation you sent to Houston to bring Deshaun Watson in here, uh, isn't the overall play and the production of the wide receiver room? This is also hinged upon him now. Um, if you're saying that you feel he is that much better at the position than Baker Mayfield was, um, a lot of this should come down to him and, you know, this room should just get better by the sake of the fact that they made this major, major investment in their opinion in upgrading the quarterback position. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, the money that he's going to be paid, um, he's on the cap for $54 million next year. Um, he's expected to make guys better. And there's no question about that. I mean, that that is what that money says. You are you are going to make guys around you better. So 
may, may be able to um, get more out of, you know, at least that's the bet you're making that, that, that he can elevate Donovan Peoples Jones, that he can make a guy like Anthony Schwartz more effective, that if they do get a rookie in this class, that they can help them get going. You know, obviously the tight ends and the backs can be a big part of that. So um, there's no question that he's expected to drive this offense in a way that uh, Mayfield at times showed he could, but overall wasn't really expected to do. Um, you know, certainly if, if he gets suspended, you're going to rely on the running game and, and, and things like that to hopefully carry you and hopefully you play good defense. Um, that can sort of let you muddle through. But when Deshaun Watson's on the field and, 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 and if he's suspended for six games, they may need him to lead them to nine and two um, in the regular season, which is an insanely difficult, uh, you know, level of play to maintain. Um, he's going to have to carry you to do that. So that, you know, that's what that money's for. You, you, you paid, paid a, a ton um, to a, a, a top seven, top eight, top 10 quarterback, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, he is expected to carry you into the postseason, and, and and it may not be there if he gets suspended. They may need uh, they may need help the last week of the season to try to get that seven seed. Certainly going to be interesting to play out. We got to a ton here today. Uh, you know, we talked about obviously Jadavian Clowney and that situation, and some other several veterans the Browns may have eyes on, um, maybe looking to avoid uh, OTAs. Um, one of the reasons a lot of people are against OTAs. Uh, the running back room, is there a shakeup coming um, eventually? But could it be sooner than maybe some expect? And, you know, finishing out the wide receiver room, and, of course, the expectation, the room on a whole should improve just due to the fact that the Browns feel they have made a commitment to upgrading the quarterback position massively, um, and hopefully the wide receiver room goes along with it. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest, SI.com. Make sure you're checking everything out. Obviously, Pete. Tremendously busy this kind of time of year, uh, 16 days away from the 2022 NFL draft. Um, of course, Thursday, round one, Browns right now look to be uh, innocent bystanders, um, but then busy to get uh, to work on Friday, day two, where the Browns would hold three selections in that draft. Um, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure, of course, you're following uh, Browns Digest on uh, Twitter as well to get all the latest, uh, you know, through SI.com available Browns Digest. Make sure, obviously, Pete and the team, again, just pumping out, cranking out information on the daily. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow the back account. DMs are open. Everybody knows the drill. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. And, of course, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the yellow b let's go brown